You know, every day in our lives is a history, a historical day. And for 50, I counted up this morning, 53 years uh, in the ministry, I've never preached an Advent message and then followed by a memorial service in the afternoon. So this is history today, and God is always on target and available every day. You believe that? Advent is uh, really not a biblical uh, day. It started in, I think, the 5th century, St. Martin's Day in the old Catholic Church, and uh, that's uh, the beginning of the, the season of Advent. But it is biblical in that the God of hope has arrived. And it's the, the promise of something good coming, looking forward to something good. In Isaiah 9, 6, God's name is referred to as Wonderful Counselor. Now, you can either say God's name is Wonderful or God's name is Counselor, or you can say God's name is Wonderful Counselor. You take your pick. I I like all three. God is wonderful, God is counselor, God is a wonderful counselor. You believe that? I do too. Well, I never know just exactly what's going to happen when I I stand up uh, before a congregation. I've wondered that for the last 53 years. And my wife, she gets nervous and says, have you got it, you got all ready for Sunday? Oh yeah, I'm ready. Because I have knowledge of the wonderful counselor, the Holy Spirit. And I believe that the Spirit uses every one of us, you included, to shout out the message, Jesus Christ is coming. He's coming, wonderful counselor, Advent, he's coming. This prophecy was given in Isaiah in a terrible time in the history of Israel. They were besieged by the enemies. They were just about, they thought they were going to be defeated. And then along came this old guy, Isaiah, and says, hey guys, wake up. It's okay. Because I'm sending a wonderful counselor to you. He has some other names after that, but somebody else is going to preach on that. And, And Israel was devastated. We're devastated here in this church. We lost two people that, that were family in this church, and it's devastation. And then we come along with Advent prior to the memorial service, and God is telling us again, you don't have to be sad. If you're sad, shed a tear. It's for your own benefit, but also let those tears be turned to joy because I am sending a counselor to you, and that counselor has a name. The counselor's name is Jesus Christ. And to all who receive him, I will receive them, God says. And that wonderful counselor will be with us all the days of our life. 
I've, I've been around this life a few, few years, and uh, I've not always obeyed God. I have, uh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a story now. And, and uh, it's almost confession, Pastor. Back in 1970, we were assigned to four churches up in southeastern Ohio in the hills. I never pastored in my life. And I had, I had a funeral like three weeks into that, and I didn't know what a funeral was. I, I had attended funeral services, but I certainly had never officiated one. And God, the wonderful counselor, showed up and got me through it. And he's gotten me through all those years, but I gotta confess something. I have always dreaded Christmas. I know that's terrible. The preacher, he doesn't like Christmas. I love Christmas. I like the children, I like the gift giving and all the decorations, I like all that. But I dreaded Christmas because in 1980, when I came to this church, we were doing four services on Christmas. For 12 years, I was here till one o'clock in the morning. Some of the rest of you were here too. So, I, I mean, I, that's why I was doing what I was called to do, but I didn't, I, I didn't get the joy that these people, oh, Christmas Eve, we're gonna have a party and blah, 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 we're going to church. All I could see was four services of work, work, work. Some of you know what I'm talking about. So that's my confession. I went to Hollywood. We had two services on Christmas Eve. That was a, a little better. Back to Punta Gorda, we had four again for 15 years over there. So that's my confession. Here's the good part. Isaiah 9, 6 again. I'm sending you a wonderful counselor. And the Spirit removed all that feeling of uh, dread and he's given me an enlightenment. Pastor Scott now has to do all the services and I just sit back and enjoy it. I've been delivered. <laughs> oh, me, oh my. Well, I, I, I did something here that I thought was interesting. Um, I hope you do too. You know, God gives us one another. And he's given us, if we're filled with the Holy Spirit, then we are able to, to counsel. And the Spirit counsels through us. It's called nothetic counseling. And God allows others to help us when we need help. You know, when I go to the doctor, I don't, uh, I don't quiz the doctor and say, uh, now tell me about your philosophy of life. Tell me about your religion, blah, 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 blah. I just go to the doctor and say, man, I got this problem. Take care of me. You can't do that seeking counsel from other people because there are two kinds of counselors. There are counselors who are moving in the spirit of God and then there are some who aren't. And it's up to us to determine who's with God and who isn't. So I've jotted down something here uh, that I thought was good. 
<clears throat> human counselors are very good if we get the right counselor. Uh, I never want to be uh, thought of as being against personal counseling because counseling is good. But listen to this. Earthly counselors, they, uh, they, they get us in a chair and they say, oh, let's talk about this. I want to find out what your problem is. The wonderful counselor already knows what your problem is. When you sit down there, the earthly counselor, and I've been there, I've, I've counseled people. The earthly counselor hopes that he or she can help you. They hope. It's a genuine, legitimate. The wonderful counselor doesn't hope. The wonderful counselor knows he can help you. He knows your past. He knows your present. He knows your future. I like that. And let me tell you, when you seek out counsel, generally from the earthly counselors, they require a fee, <laughs> don't they? Yeah, you gotta pay. The wonderful counselor already paid your price on the cross of Calvary with his blood, and your price is paid for. I love it. And where'd I get that out of Advent? I'm not sure I... Uh, I, know, I never want to forget that we live, all right, Advent is for today, 2023, right? Sometime in December. <laughs> I try to keep track of the days. But things have changed drastically over the years. Children have changed. Their mentality has changed. Their, uh, their whole philosophy, their mode of thinking has changed. Up in the Florida Mall, they have Santa Claus sitting there in big, big red outfit, you know. This little three, four-year-old girl comes in. He says, hi, honey, he sits up in his lap. Mama's, you know, paying about $40 for pictures. But anyway, the little girl's sitting in Santa's lap, and Santa looks down to her and says, honey, <clears throat> what would you like for Christmas? She looked up at him with a grimace on her face. She said, didn't you read my email? <laughs> Kids have changed. They've really changed a lot. Uh, I'm amazed at, at some of the adult conversations that I hear children having that when I was that age, I, I, had, I didn't even know some of that information exists. So we're dealing, we're dealing in a contemporary society with a contemporary gospel called the salvation, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. And we have another year to do it. We have one more. We're, we're blessed with one more Advent. I, I appreciate more every year when I Advent. Thank God I'm here again, able to do it able to experience it. So I would suggest, is that a good word? I'm gonna try myself, and I hope you would too, that this Advent season prior to Christmas, that I would have a 
a winning spirit instead of a downer, that I would have a spirit that would draw people to Christ, not to me, but to Christ, that I would have the unction or the moving of the spirit inside me to say and communicate something of a spiritual value to that person that would help them find the same peace and love that I found. That, that's my mission this Advent. And it's going to be hard because I'm not the easiest guy to get along with. My wife would attest to that. And, uh, you know, in your notes there you have a, I don't know whether it's one, two, or three. I never pay much attention to notes. But whether it's one, two, or three. Advent is all about hope. And hope if you lose hope, you feel powerless. And I want to ask you, when is the last time or maybe now that you are feeling hopeless with regard to something that's going on in your life or the life of someone around you? I, I thought about Israel, and I thought about the concert, and I thought about the, the bombings and the, the blood and I thought, those people must have felt completely powerless. I've, I've never been in that position. But it must be horrific. But the lesson is, never, ever lose hope. That's what God is saying I, in the prophecy in Isaiah. Wonderful counselor, I'm sending him to you. So you don't have to lose hope. No matter what's happening around or what's threatened in the future, you have hope. So I'm going to try to experience that hope again this year. Pastor Scott is going to lead us in a prayer here in just a little bit. And we're going to hopefully be able to allow the Spirit of God to minister. Because I know, listen, this afternoon... We're, we're going to need all the hope we can have. We're going to need the hope. We need to own it. Own that hope. Because God is so gracious and Jesus is so real and the spirit of Jesus is available to us. Sometimes we neglect to receive what God offers, don't we? We neglect it. We just stuck it, start out on our own and miss the whole shebang. All right, I want to give you something that I have loved over the years. And I used to, used to know it by heart, but now I have to use it a little bit of it once in a while. I have been tempted, another confession, I have been tempted to quit on occasion when certain things are happening. You ever been tempted to quit? Just to throw up your hands and say, the, uh, the heck with it. You know, forget it. I mean, I always remember this when I, when I have that desire that, oh, that was it. When you seek counsel 
Remember I told you, you need to seek out. If you're going to seek counsel, I'll go to John Wyatt and get good counsel. I trust him. I'll go to Bruce, many of you. But there are some devils that are out there lurking to give me bad counsel. Oh, he said, devil, yeah. I read in Genesis about the bad counselor. His name is Snake. He told Eve, he said, oh, oh, you're not gonna die. He given Eve counsel. He was the first bad counselor that I found in the Bible. You're, you're not gonna die. So there are good reasons to get good counsel. But when you, when you feel like you want to quit, listen to this. When things go wrong as they sometimes will and the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high and you want to smile but you have to sigh, when cares are getting you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't you quit. Life is strange with its twists and turns, as every one of us sometimes learns. And if the road you're trudging seems all uphill, <clears throat> and you might have succeeded with one more blow, success is failure. Turn inside out. The silver tint of the clouds of doubt. And you never can tell just how close you are. It may be near when it seems so far. So stick to the fight when your hardest hit you may be close, you must not quit. That's about the best I can do on that one. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'll finish this way. In all my years of trying to follow God's leading and will, I've seen the ups and downs of life. But I'll tell you, just like that poem says, when, when, you, when you have that urge just to, just to kind of give up and throw your hands up, that's when the wonderful counselor comes along and can lift you up out of the abyss, out of the gutter. Some of us need to be lifted up today. I know I do. I always need to be lifted up. And I'm going to ask you to consider what's going on in your life, what's going on in the life of your family, your children. Are there relationships that need to be healed? Are there, is there physical healing that needs to happen? Maybe you just need a, a resurgence of the presence of the Spirit of God in your life. I tell you, that'll give you a new sense of energy and you'll be re-anointed with holy hope. That's Advent. Let us pray. God.
speak to every heart here now. Tell us what we need to do to really face whatever may come in the future. Help us to be honest and humble enough to come out openly with our problems, asking for help, seeking counsel, and depending on you for the answers. Heal us in every way. Thank you for your blessing. We love you, God. We bless you. And we pray all this, the wonderful, powerful name of Christ. Amen. His name is wonderful. His name is wonderful. His name is wonderful, Jesus, my Lord. He is the mighty King, Master of everything. His name is wonderful, Jesus, my Lord. I want you to stand and let's sing this together. He's a great shepherd, the rock of all ages, almighty God is he. Love and adore him. we declare your name above every name today. We're grateful that you have promised to us that you would be not only a counselor, but a, a wonderful counselor. We turn to you today and we just pray that you, by the power of the Holy Spirit, would give us the wisdom that we need, the guidance we need, the direction that we need. We look to you today to be our source today. Pray that as we follow you and, and, and become radical disciples that follow you, that you would guide and lead and we would hear a voice behind us saying, this is the way, walk in it today. I pray for people that are on the verge of, of critical decisions, decisions that are keeping them up at night, decisions that are stressing them out, decisions that are way beyond their ability to figure it out. But we're grateful today that you are a wonderful counselor and you can be our sense and our source of hope today. We look to you today. We ask by the power of the Holy Spirit to guide, to lead, and direct us. In Jesus' wonderful name, we're grateful for that. We receive it today by faith. In Jesus' wonderful name. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Aren't you grateful for Pastor John? I like this dude. He is an amazing 
He's 80, 80, 80, 80. How old are you? How old are you? How old are you? I want to be like him. The guy rides a Harley. The guy is amazing, and I never know what he's going to say, but it, 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 it's always, always good. And I love being with him. I remember Dee Lindley telling me years ago, she said, uh, when John was um, living in Ocala, she said, you're going to like this John Bryant guy. And he does an amazing job of visiting all the people that are in the hospital, that are sick, that are, and I'm forever grateful. And I love working with you, and we honor you today. Thank you. For your words today, what a great job. What a great service. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you this afternoon at 2.30 for those that are attending. Please, if you're not attending, please pray for the staff and guide us. And we look forward to seeing you next Sunday. And again, all the men and women who helped put the decorations up. Uh, we had a big pizza party on, on Tuesday with you, and we are really grateful. Thank you so much. Go around the church and look at how beautiful it is. And we are grateful for your uh, helping and making this possible. God bless you guys. We'll see you next Sunday. Have a great day. Go and send no more. We'll see you. Bye-bye.